Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. everybody welcome to pretty scary pretty, pretty scary boo that was a really good one a lit now i think the the last episode was a little better it was a little tighter last well, yeah but well, it might have got, something to do with all a drunk of the mom on her hands so yeah mom's having a good time <laughs> <laughs> look out everybody it's nine o'clock we've done a little drinking <laughs> oh my god you guys we what are, are we talking about today we're gonna talk about demon house demon motherfucking house we're gonna talk about a bunch of bros descending on a fucking haunted house in gary indiana okay so backstory uh demon house is the first full-fledged documentary produced directed by and starring our hero zach bagans bagans first point he is always in a tap out shirt and looks exactly like every guy I actively avoided growing up in downtown Huntington Beach. Oh, 100%. Downtown Huntington Beach, but- for everybody paying attention, is exactly like New Jersey. Everything you've ever seen on the Jersey Shore is what happens in Huntington Beach. A bunch of guidos that aren't guidos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trashy people. And the thing about him is that there is a level of sincerity with him that... I agree. It may very well be that everyone around him is playing a giant prank on him, but I feel like you'd be hard-pressed to give me proof that he didn't believe that what he was capturing was real. Right. Yeah? Secondly, his intellect, as displayed, is so low that I'm not entirely sure that we were supposed to pronounce his last name as Baggins. Yeah, he might just be wrong. (laughs) He might just be wrong, (laughs) because the spelling is Baggins. In the, I thought it was Baggins. In the opening... Like Frodo Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. In the opening moments of this documentary, he talks about how this house could be the next Amityville. 
Yeah, he gets stuff. Like, that's not how you pronounce Nobody that. Nobody pronounces sir. it like that. Do we know where he's from? I've never even bothered to look it up. But even when he talks he was, about he's from this house, the the podcast cool. and how, or I'm sorry, the uh, documentary and how it was supposed to start, and he's like, "This was going to be the next Amityville horror, or, or however he Amityville. said it. Amityville, Amityville horror, Amityville." And he was like, "You know," and I had a crew, and like we were all set to go, but then like I got sick, and other people got sick, and then some people just like had to get fired. It is. A, it's <laughs> a weird documentary. Fired. The beginning made me laugh. Just his commentary was like, "Wait, people had to get fired." Wait, so people who listen to Pretty Scary may have listened to also White Wine True Crime, where we've covered a couple documentaries. And the problem is, is that the documentaries we've covered on White Wine True Crime have been done by people like Werner Herzog and like yeah. established documentarians. Right? He Zach is to me. In a constant state of self-development is maybe right. the best way I could yeah, describe it. Yeah, that's kind it. of a good way to put it. Because when he arrived on the scene with uh, Ghost Ghost Adventures. Adventures, he just looked like a bro yelling at the wall yeah. for a long, long, long time. I heard you like to hit kids in the head, Ghost. My favorite. <laughs> Why don't you hit me? Pick on someone your own size. Did they ever meanwhile, fight the, him? Meanwhile, the ghost is like, I'm a kid, too. <laughs> That's why I hit a kid. Come on, I man. I know I died in World War One, but I was 19, technically. So I Can think... you cut me some slack? It's like they were a slider in size then, so it probably is like a kid hour day. Definitely. If you ever do a ghost right. town, the doors are a lot lower. Right. Yeah. I feel like he's developed as a person as like his show has gone on, and somehow... Not somehow. I understand why his show has done so well because, first of all, there's like viewers like us who are like, this guy's silly. There's an episode of Ghost Adventures called The Red Lion Inn. Yes. And it's the, it is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Because when I saw Demon House, so my husband, because he loves me, not because he believes in ghosts, which is very interesting that he married me, <laughs> but he's like, hey, uh, this documentary of Zach Bagans just came out, but before you watch it, check out this one episode because it's getting a lot of traction. So I was like, okay, I put it on, and there's like, there's he he's like managed to buy this thing called a spirit box. Have you watched the episodes with the spirit boxes? Yeah, it's like an intercom with I guess the dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like that. I don't know. So he's talking to like dead people, but in this episode, like doors are slamming. Yeah, the Red Lion Inn's a creepy episode. And here's the problem. I understand why people don't believe him. I get it. Like, right. okay, fine. But well, the argument is always, sure. oh, there's no evidence for it. It's like, man. Okay, fine. Let's shelve that. However, can you in a million years ever prove to me that the people that Zach Bagans, with an asterisk, ever surrounds himself with are talented actors? Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be... Leaving it all on the court, Glenn Close style, to succeed in the level of terror that he manages to record with the people around him. Right, right. Yeah, people are genuinely scared. And in the Red Lion Inn episode, there are doors closing. There are people that are like, I hate you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that he's capturing. It's, it's some shit. So it's very rare in this lifetime that somebody who believes in ghosts gets to pursue ghost shit. And I. It's just really hard for me to believe that Zach Bagans doesn't believe that the stuff that he's capturing is real. It might be that he has the best producers on the planet. Fine. Right. But I cannot conceive of a world where he's that talented of an actor. Yeah, he definitely believes all this. And that's what I like. I find that part endearing. That's the groundwork of Demon House. Demon House. 
Yeah, it's a house in Gary. It's a haunted house in uh-huh. Gary, Indiana. One of the most interesting parts of this documentary is all the people that get sick and have bad things happen to them after encountering this house. And it reminds me of me and Caitlin talked about this via messenger. There wasn't enough to do a whole episode about it. But Post Malone, noted white rapper, was recently <laughs> cursed by a an item in Zach Baggins, Zach Bagans haunted museum okay which you've been to i have but i kept thinking about while i was watching this documentary when you went to the museum and you said in in one of the rooms i think there was like a haunted doll and you're like peggy we have to say goodbye to peggy when we leave the room you do people laughed at me but i was like i know you have to let the demons know not to follow you and it's very true by this documentary zach bagans who has on our behalf investigated the most haunted places in the places that he could have access to. Right. Has risen to fame and fortune doing all of this to the point where he sees several headlines come out of Gary, Indiana about what is deemed by the press as Demon House. They call it a portal to hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, hey, portal to hell, what is your plan? I'm going to, I'm going to, me personally? Yeah. With all gonna... the money at your disposal, what's your plan? Uh, I'm going to move somewhere far away from the portal to hell. Oh, okay. Well, Zach Bagans, again, asterisk, buys this house. <laughs> True. Sight unseen. Plan over the phone. A. You know how you buy houses over the phone? You're going right. to buy this house. Now, I remember years ago when I was working at a hospice foundation where I was raising money for people on hospice, people on Facebook were sending me this article of this, like, portal to hell and i was like oh my god and then i found out that zach bagans bought it and my first thought was this guy is gonna definitely create a documentary about this right also by the way side note i think tyler perry has bought this the story rights to the story was that to, the one to the family they were talking about in the movie where they're like oh a producer no that producer was i think the conjuring people okay but they Tyler this. Perry definitely yeah. at this point has purchased the story. Nice. Which actually Medea is a ghost <laughs> to the help to the house. demon house. <laughs> if I remember at the end of this episode, I have something to share with everyone regarding specifically Tyler Perry and that. But it doesn't matter. But the point is, um, so Zach Bagan, sight unseen, buys this portal to hell. <laughs> right. And before we get into the cascade of personal disasters that happen for Zach Bagans, he decides to deal with everybody who's lived in the house and all of things that happened to them. Yes. He's connected with the original owners, Mm -hmm. which Gary, Indiana, I don't necessarily think he actually contacted the original owners. So that's my first. It's not even owners. It couldn't have been the first owners. No, because it was a rental house. I think that's in Zach Bagan's mind what that means. Yeah. So before it, because I think there were rental owners. Yeah. Do the you know what I'm saying? Who, the people who lived in it before him is who he contacted. And before the squatters. Right. Who had no problems, by the Carrie's way. Carrie's favorite <laughs> The squatters that came later, the wave of squatters. But so I think that Zach Bagan's was able to contact the people that originally rented out the property. Right. So. The people that originally rented out the property had spooky ghost stories. And while he was filming and trying to obtain information from the original owners, the people that rented from that property shows up. Right. So it's a woman with three kids. 
Right. Well, before that, he he encounters the boyfriend of someone who is living there, like the first person he talks to. Well, that's what I'm trying to get at, is that there's the owner, there's the original renters, so that's layer one. Right. The stories that came out of Demon House were not from owners and renters one. It was from a different owner with different renters. Who he tracks down via a news story that had her... That irresponsibly had her address displayed on the screen during the news story. Not during the initial paranormal news story, but a different news story that accused the landowners from having black mold in the walls. Right. I know this is a lot to keep up with everybody, but it's it's a whole lot. It's the most layered documentary. And one of the things that I like most about Zachy B is that he really doesn't acknowledge how complicated of a story that he's trying to. Yeah. Like, at all? <laughs> like Right. Okay, so the family that originates the Hell House kind of story, there's a mom, there's a boyfriend, and three kids. The story that gets out to everybody is basically the kids are somehow possessed by something that's going on in the house. Right. The people that back this story up are a social worker and a cop. Yeah. The social worker talks about how she saw kids climbing the walls. Now, the reason why that scares me personally is that when I was working in nonprofit and dealing with people and social workers, I had a social worker tell me that she saw a kid climbing the walls. Yeah, I found this. That's that's weird. I found the social worker in this really believable. I find everybody in this believable. And I I don't care what anybody says. The only person I didn't, like the only story I didn't buy is the cop talks about having how how he went to the house and then drove a mile away and he okay. goes and my radio turned to all static. Why, so why but, was that weird? But wait, let's talk about why the cop is telling the story for anybody yeah. taking the time to actually listen to this episode. <laughs> the cop was called on rental family B, if that makes sense to yes. everybody listening, on a child welfare call. And when the cop shows up, he gets so freaked out by what's going on that he drives away from the house. Wait, was he the one in the basement who was like, oh, the cement's not finished. I'm not a construction worker. But why is there dirt? Exactly. No, yeah, that part that part I got. So it was just his radio story. And I was getting to that part. Exactly. So he starts to initially investigate the house. And this guy seems okay. I don't. I don't want to profile anybody, but he really seems like the guy from The Shining. Like, a lot. Yeah, a little bit. He really does seem like that guy. Scatman Crothers. Yes. <laughs> so he shows up, and he's like, I've been on a million of these calls. I walked into the house. Things were fucked up. I walk through the house. I walk into the basement. And my first thought is, why would anybody take the time to pave a basement, but not pave a piece behind the staircase? Yeah. Which, to... The day that Zach Bagans walks in remains unpaved. So there's just like soil behind the staircase. Right. And so on top of like the weird feelings that he gets walking into this house, he also just like notices that there's just something up with the construct of the home. Social workers called. She gets freaked out by it and the family and everything. She refuses to come back. Right. Do you know? She moved out of state. Let me... This is a this is a social worker whose primary job initially was child homicide. Right. Let's just let that sit for a second. She's yeah. seen some shit. I can't think of anything more disturbing than that. And this house is what made her move several right. states away. 
But did you believe the cop's radio story? Tell the story so people know. Well, what you're he ba- about. he basically says he like he visited he gets, the house, get, he gets and then he out. drives a mile away, and that the when he gets a mile away, he pulls into like a service station, and both of the a, the AM and FM band on his radio turned to static, and then he goes, and then a voice came through and went, "Who's in there?" And it's like, yeah, that's that's not what that ghost would say in that moment. You don't know that though. Who's in there? Or no, Maybe. he said, who in there? Well, Adam. I did find a lot of the people in this documentary very believable. Nobody in this documentary is smart enough to be acting at the level that they need to be acting to pull the things off that they're saying. Right, including the people making the movie. That's what I mean. Yeah, That's why I believe him. Don't think we're just saying, oh, all these stupid no. people in Garrett. No, everyone in this documentary is kind of on a level playing field when it comes to that. I just don't think, I also don't, I believe in his in Zach Bagan's sincerity. I do too. I really do. I think I think we're kindred spirits in the sense where uh, we believe in something, but I'm he's not interested in perpetuating something that isn't necessarily real. Right. And by the way, we haven't gotten into the real consequences that affect the people in this oh, documentary. Oh man. So, we should point out that at the top of the documentary, they mentioned that this ghost can also access people through electronic devices, which becomes so crucial at one point in this documentary. Including to everybody who's listening to this, because he also says the story is cursed. Yeah, we're all at risk right now. Yeah, but like... That's what that's just an inherent thing with podcasts. Sometimes you're going to listen to a cursed story. Yeah. It Carrie, happens. Carrie's ready, Adam's ready, Caitlin's ready. So <laughs> let me speak about myself Pretty once cursed. in the third. Boo. <laughs> so we've got we got the social worker who's afraid to ever come back and uh, this is an unanswerable thing but the fact that a social worker is too afraid to revisit a home that whose job is child homicide that's pretty gnarly the guy though who told the story was the brother right of latoya that was telling the story he was like oh my two nephews and then my latoya is the second rental family Mm -hmm. that actually has a moldy second house right that that actually makes the story come like to light on the local news right this is the most important part so there's latoya she's got three kids and is that i'm sorry a boyfriend or a brother a brother she has both she does have both. Yeah. Who's the guy who gets his clothes or whatever at the beginning? That's that her fiance? The fiance who was like, Do you want to talk to my friends when you come inside? Oh, you guys have no idea. And then when also, Zach like, starts talking, huge, have no huge qualifier, Zach Bagans, uh, Zachy B, he notes that these stories and these energies flourish in people with like low income, high crime, just already right. bad neighbor and it, it made me think of the cleveland strangler oh yeah yeah which is like the last episode the last and very special episode also <laughs> religious people like a lot of like i grew up around a lot of black like a whole lot of black people like uh and there's demons are not a they're not a non-thing like no like I don't. I'm super, not black, but I don't. I believe in demons for like sure. Like super religious people really take demons and the idea that a demon can possess you very seriously. And I'm just like just speaking from experience. A lot of the families I grew up around and my friends, like their parents, were very much into the idea that certain things, like just things you say, ways you act, open you up to being possessed by demons so yeah. it, it do you think that 
being possessed by a demon or opening yourself up to being possessed by a demon is the same thing as being open to having a conversation about the dead. Uh, because I, I think I don't really have an well, opinion on I it. I think that's guess. important though. I think that's the fundam- the fundament of this documentary. I feel like if Zach Bagans and I had gone to college back to the last episode you released of Pretty Scary, I would have dated Zach Bagans for a little bit. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Would he have cried on your floor? No. He who, would definitely have just been in the middle of your... Who would have broken up with who? If I'm being honest, I feel like Zach Bagans and I would have been an on-again, off-again situation for a while. Okay. It would have been the demons that broke you up. I don't know what it would have been. What do you think? About I feel like... Your imaginary relationship with Zach Bagans? <laughs> this is all uh, anybody God, I is... thought about it, but... Um, <laughs> it's the all, yeah, it's I guess on-again, all... off-again sounds good. I I just I've had a lot of weird paranormal experiences and I never wanted to be with someone that had a ton of paranormal experiences because I don't want a lot of that in my life. Yeah. Sure. So, again, on again off again. Right. The point that I'm trying to get to is that Zach Bagans bless his heart does the best that he can bringing from his purview I would have broken up with him, actually, now that you're bringing this up. <laughs> yeah. From his purview, all of the experts that he has access to, to dealing with this demon house. Because I think the biggest problem with this documentary is that he doesn't have an objective with purchasing this home. Oh, I think he wanted to buy it before anybody else did. I understand that so part. That he, it, I, again, I agree that with you. that became clear to me when he was arguing in that one scene about who had copyrights to the movie and why he couldn't talk to the previous owner and it sounds like a threat are you threatening me yeah are you threatening me he's either on the phone with like universal or tyler perry someone's threatening like fall is like the godfather and he gets like very kind of but confrontational i I got then it was it it was like 10 seconds that was it i got the feeling like with the conjuring for example the people that purchased the why can't I think of their names right now? Oh, because I've had a bottle of wine. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Warren. So there's a difference between purchasing the Warren family story and the the home connected with the Amityville situation. But I guess if you right. don't know, and I'm sure did. it's cheap, why not buy that property? Yeah, this is a house in Gary, Indiana. It was probably like yeah. 20 grand. Ghost flippers. But again... <laughs> But again, that's why I like him. I would watch the shit out of Ghost Flippers. He bought the home yeah, instead of the family because I really think that he thinks. I like the way you said that. It made it seem like he had an option to buy the family also. <laughs> he, he can't. He's passed. But here's my point. Leave the family out. In his mind, I think he's at peace with the fact that he bought the home versus the family story, which is, I think... A quarter of the documentary is him kind of rifling through who has the ability to tell the story here. Yeah. Right. But the point is, he rifles through like weird tenants and homeless people and whatever. And then finally, he gets basically to a Ghost Adventures episode. Yes. Which is where things get unassailably weird. You're going to talk about the 12 foot goat figure at some point, right? Go for it. Oh, my God. That's the beginning. I completely forgot. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Right in the beginning, he talks about having a dream about seeing this huge goat-like figure. And wait, he begins saying that he's a spirit. Right. Showing other spirits that he's learned a new trick to move things around. Right. As like a fun thing to show other people. I think that's important. Oh, yeah. So, because I think from like a symbolism standpoint, he's like, I'm a nice spirit. Right. 
My favorite detail about the goat figure, besides the fact that it gave Zach Baggins like night blindness or something, which we'll get to that later. At the very end. Yeah. His prism glasses. But not laughable. Terrifying if you think about it. What I love is he talks about having this dream about this goat figure. Oh, I left my phone downstairs. But one, he has the best quote, I think, in the entire movie. Aside from it's cold in here, it must be all the demons. He says, it's at that point that I knew this was some serious shit that meant something. But that's why I believe him, because he can't. But then he gets a text message from this psychic who's like, hey, I see, like, I'm seeing visions of this big, like, goat-like figure in the house. But you're not, you're not even telling you right. He's in the house months later. He has a dream, and then months later, he's in the house. Right. And he's on a tour, and then he gets the text message. That's really scary. But the thing about the text message is, like, they're describing an 11-foot-tall goat-like figure, and the text message says, on a demonic scale, I'd rate it an 8 out of 10. It's like, what the fuck is 9 yeah. and 10? Yeah. You have an 11-foot goat walking through your house. That's a 10. God, I mean, not 10? to reduce demons to numbers. That's that like they're demons. They're not so numbers. That's so funny. I tried to take a screenshot, but I won't let it do it when you're, I guess, watching TV on your phone. But it was something like, hey, Zach, uh, <laughs> I hope that like you're not possessed yet. But uh, if you are, like, LOL. Anyway, uh, <laughs> your goat figure is like an 8 out of 10. Text. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, like, on the screen, like, in bold red face. But I thought the beginning was amazing. Yeah. So the other thing that I think is important is that while Zach is doing this, like, very... He's got, like, all of his bro friends who wear... They all look like uh, some 41. Yeah, they're, I, I described them earlier <laughs> as the jackass of ghost hunters. Oh, like, perfect. Yes. Yeah. So they're all some 41. Jackass meets some 41. The only reason why I say it's some 41 is that some of them it's have jackass weird... ran really hard at some 41, who was yes. also running really hard in the same <laughs> yeah. direction. They would be Here's how I feel. camera crew. Uh, three out of eight of the people involved in Zach Bagan's world would have a bangs consult with Carrie. I could see that. Yeah, I'm not pro bangs. No, but like they're dudes with these like weird side bangs and Carrie would be like, look, you can't do that. I mean, there's a lot of black. So there's jeans and then there's black shirts. There were cameramen that were thrown into the spotlight because they got demonized and possessed. They were meant to be in the forefront. demonized and possessed, you mean selected by Zach? We don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Like they seem like they really were possessed. Adam, the one who ended up becoming Wait, wait, think- let's let's get okay. to that. Let's okay. get to that because I feel like that's the person you're most likely to sleep with. Yes. 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 Okay. So For me it's the demon. <laughs> I know. For Carrie. We all have our people. I'm Carrie- fucking that goat. <laughs> so if given a choice. So so Adam's going to fuck the we goat. We all have a type. Carrie's going to fuck Adam. The, the Adam I Adam am the cameraman. Totally, the Adam the cameraman. I'm going to yeah. be on because I'm going to be fucking that goat as right, I said right, before. Right, 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 I'll course. be on again, off again with Zach. <laughs> Is that where we're at? Yep. Yeah. Sexually and, and weirdly most- enough, you'll have the most tumultuous relationship out of all of us. Yeah. Me and that goat are going to get along <laughs> yeah. fine. Me and Adam, the, the guy who threatens entities uh, in an elevator. We're pretty solid. Yeah, we're going strong. But Carrie, are you really that surprised? What? Are you really that surprised that I end up with the guy that's yelling at ghosts? At one point, Zach Bagans moves all of his bro friends into Demon House. 
as Which, one yeah, does. Really is he where does. you could, I guess, start this episode. Just moving all, all his bro friends to Gary, Indiana is controversial. Because before before that, it's like two black families, two white families, a priest, and a demon goat man. What's the most responsible thing he's ever done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think they all have uh like those best friend necklaces that say best bitches? Probably <laughs> like divided each up one has all a, of them Mary, and the goat. Merry each one Christmas has a piece of it. I'm gonna get you the other side of the heart that just says bitches. <laughs> uh it's it's itches, actually. Because it's divided in half. And I know that because I've had one before. Wow. So Caitlin. Anyway, Caitlin. Way to not do your yeah. research. I guess maybe we should have had notes. Seriously. Um so Zach moves all of his friends into the house that he bought with his ghost money. <laughs> These people are so spiritually unprepared for what's about to happen to them. And I just want to say that going forward as I explain it, it's probably best that you all assume that I believe that all of this is true. Absolutely. So in my mind, the way this is this works is that there's the house that he purchases in Gary, Indiana, and then also the like an heirs hotel that is maybe a few blocks down. Right. Where they're all staying. Thanks. So They've heard the cop testimony, the social worker testimony, both rental testimonies. And then Zach is like, oh, I'm going to bring in like a, how do I explain, like a geoseismologist? What is this doctor's name? Yeah, I don't remember his name. It's the creepiest part, which is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Because he's like feeling out the, the house and they catch this weird thing where he's like touching a wall. And then, like, a black blob appears. Right. And then he walks away from the black ball. And Zach Bagans is like, it's seven frames. (laughs) One, two. And he counts all the way to seven. But you get to see one through seven of how this, like. I wonder how many takes that was. Him counting to seven. Because it's all real, Adam. Good point. This this guy who's, like, a geoseismologist experiences something in the house. Meanwhile, in the basement, there's a cameraman having like a nervous breakdown. Right. They experience this stuff. Then they all go to the airs and bad things happen. All hell breaks loose at that hotel. All hell house breaks loose. Yes. They have some disputes. Well, wait. The word bitch is thrown around. But You're not explaining so it. Zach but about dudes, and that's fine. Gets hostile a couple of times. He gets hostile a lot on ghost adventures. That's my favorite part is I, I'm with you. I can't. So I, my I theory don't... is that this whole thing is the alternate reading of all of this is Zach Bagans and his friends suppressing bro culture, beating people up. Yeah, I don't. But I, I don't buy the I like I don't buy him as a, a good enough actor to pull off how terrified they get on a lot of these episodes. I don't either. Like and then he... there's always those moments where one of them's like, dude, I don't feel good. I might kill everyone in this room. You should probably <laughs> let me leave here. And they're all like, are you okay? And it's like, he just said he's going to kill you all. He's not okay. Get him out of there. You okay. believe that? Because Okay, so he would have these flashes of aggression where he'd be like, <laughs> I got aggressive. Unexplicably. You can see it in the camera. And then it would show him with the older guy where he was like, oh, like he was going to punch him or whatever. The doctor. Where his back was turned to him. And then the second one was with the cameraman where he pushed him like in an L shape around the room. And then he also said the thing about people get um, kind of like vacant eyed 
when yeah. they start going into a, I guess, a trance where maybe they're possessed. And you saw it with the little girl who got possessed. And you saw it with the cameraman who kind of started kind of looking around and then went down to the basement. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, you guys have anything to add? <laughs> Caitlin is dying right now. <laughs> I love listening to Carrie explain ghost stories. <laughs> this is good. It's very practical, I think. Yeah, very... I think she pretty much beat by beat. <laughs> Gavel to gavel explained it really well. Ghost to ghost. Okay. Here's what's more interesting. Carrie, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) That's so funny. We've talked about this before, Adam, about going into um, not together, but like in Peoria growing up, I remember there would be like old shut down, like insane asylums. The Bartonville Asylum. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the thing. Like you and your friends went out there and you toured these old insane asylums and you know you kind of got like freaked out and like you know like what happened in here and they weren't tours or anything and you could see they were probably converted devil worshiping places but yeah i definitely i i believe in like energy i believe in ghosts and the cold and i think i'm open to everything i was a little nervous except aliens i don't like space no wait let's be really clear it's not that carrie doesn't believe in aliens she just doesn't want to deal with it She's annoyed by it. Yeah, um, I can see that. I actually don't know that I do believe in them. Really? Yeah. You, I don't so believe you don't in... believe that there's like another species out there that's capable of stuff? I mean, when you're talking aliens, not really. Like, I feel like there's not enough evidence. Mm. I feel like there's um But people make that argument like about goats, demons. too. I just said goats, didn't I? You did. Because that's goats and ghosts combined. Yeah. But no, I actually meant just ghosts this time i mean if i'm being completely honest we know goats exist right i think there's a lot more um yeah history of like ghosts and demons and all have you ever had a supernatural experience no have you ever had a supernatural? i had a weird thing happen i in my defense i was smoking a ton of synthetic weed at the time but when i lived in south dakota at one point i had this like I was really intensely thinking about my dad. Okay. Because I had just gotten my dad's ashes back. Yeah. Because my sister left them in an apartment that she got evicted from. I because think why would you take your dad's ashes with you? Time out. Seventh real world guest. Mm-hmm. My at, my the, dad's ashes. The yeah. urn. Yeah. And I was thinking about vote for vote for Adam's dad. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag. I was thinking about like just thinking about my dad really intently and in the apartment at the time like over by the kitchen I just heard this like tapping noise and I was like oh shit like just high out of my mind thinking oh my god that's like my dad like sending me a fucking message Why or something it be? and then I was like yeah. oh but wait what it, what if it is what if I think yeah. about it really hard again and it happens again and it did and every time yeah, I like dad. focused on, all right, do it again. It fucking happened every it's time. your dad. Yeah. Well, like, I remember when my mom died, like, I guess the reason why I sympathize with old Zachy B, I, I don't understand why he cares about the things that he cares about, but I believe that he cares about, I believe he cares. Well, he like, had, I, a, I just, I don't he doubt. He says in the intro of Ghost Adventures that he had like a paranormal experience. Sure. But I also respect the fact that as far as, I know. I don't know what that means. Like right. he's just like, no, I, I, something happened to him, and he's like, it happens, and it's real. Yeah. Which I actually I respect in a human being because it's pretty rare that 
there's a person that'll be like, no, this is real, and I believe in it. And then I'm going to devote everything in my life to it, which is what he's done. Uh, And he's not asking for, like, for example, like, in my world, there were, like, evangelical preachers that asked for things like donations. Right. Like, he doesn't do that. He's but just he still create- made a documentary that he shopped. And I don't feel bad for the Discovery Channel. Like, I don't. I yeah. feel bad for like little old ladies that are donating to preachers. Like that's the shit I, that bothers me. Right. So, I agreed. Um, anyway, my point is, is like when my mom died, like her passing was like really weird because I remember I, like they told me like, okay, she's going to go. And there was something inside of me that was like, when you tell her it's okay to go, she's going to go. So, and I was 19 at the time. Have I told you this story? I think you did. Yeah. She... I just, like, knew if I said goodbye, she would die. Like, so I called all of these people in our lives, and I was like, hey, you have two days, and then I'm going to say goodbye, and she's going <laughs> she's gonna to die. Like, that's what's going to happen. So I gave people two days, and everybody that I cared about said goodbye to her. So I went to the room, and I was like, hey, like, I love you. As much as a 19-year-old can say to a person. Right. And... As I'm saying goodbye to her, I heard someone in the hallway, like, yelling, like, Caitlin, like, wait. Like, and I looked, and it was my friend's mom, and apparently this person believed what I had said, which was, like, if I say goodbye, she's going to pass away. And as I walk out, the nurse was like, I don't know if your mom can hear you. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, you just watched me, like, say goodbye to my mom, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's the time to enter into that argument. So... I reached into my pocket and I had a $20 bill and I don't know why. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to give you this tip because you're basically a waitress. <laughs> you're not a nurse. <laughs> and you have to stay here and watch what's about to happen. And if you leave, I'm just going to lie about something that you've done. And I'm going to do everything I can to get you fired. <laughs> <laughs> As this person's like running in the hall. So my friend, my friend's mom runs down the hall. My mom's on the bed. She's like, as far as I understand, comatose, but like this fucking awful nurse was like confirming all my fears, which is right. why I gave her the twenty dollars. So my friend want mom my friend's mom walks in and she's like, Kathy, oh my God, like she's passing away and she says she's saying the things that she's gonna say to her, and my mom, who has not been responsive for days, pushes herself up off the bed, looks me dead in the eye, and points to the door. Like, get the fuck out. Like, go away. Yeah. And points the door and I follow my mom's eyeline and I look up and I see this other nurse that I gave this twenty dollars to by the door and she's like white. Yeah. And I walk past her and I was like, You're in the wrong profession. Please quit. Please go do something else. Yeesh. And that's as far as I understand the last thing my mom heard on this planet, whatever. And then right. she passes away and the next night I'm in her room and I'm like missing her and I have this weird dream, right, where you're just like, okay, maybe I'm making this up or whatever. And there's this weird interaction that I have. And I wake up and all of the closet doors are open in the room when I wake up. Yikes. Yeah. So I just... Didn't your mom like leave you a tape that you haven't listened to? Yeah. When are you going to listen to that? So to give Carrie backstory to be like Zach Bagans. (laughs) Sure. My old Zachy B. Because this is the episode we're in, I guess. And it's Halloween, (laughs) right? I don't know. So... Years later, my mom, like 10 years after my mom had passed away, my grandma, who's Carrie's like one of her favorite people, like for sure. Susanna. Suzanne. She loves, she loves her. Uh, Like at brunch one day and she goes, oh, your mom's cousin gave me a tape of your mom's last moments. Here it is. And it's this like small cassette tape of apparently my mom's last moments. Yikes. And I'm just not, I haven't listened to it yet. 
Oh, what's that all about? Yeah, exactly. Upload it to SoundCloud. That makes sense. Yeah. That should be an episode on its own, like a bonus Patreon episode. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm in like a weird countdown because I want to do it before my grandma passes away. Oh, sure. I don't know. But back to Indiana. Back to Indiana. My point in all of this was to say that I get the feeling that Zach had an experience at a certain point that he's trying to actualize over and over again. So he buys this house and he brings all his bro friends and then weird hijinks ensues. Everyone starts having bad luck. So he brings in a geographic physiological seismologist. Yeah, something like that. Who, from what I can tell, is maybe four feet tall. (laughs) Yeah. Seems like a little tiny guy. He's a very slight dude. And he starts to walk around the house and he starts to have weird feelings. And then his cameramen start to have weird feelings. And then they all go back to the airs. Chaos ensues. The bros start feeling aggravated. Right. One of them with weird good Charlotte bangs. Adam. His name is Adam, I think. Yeah, it is. Starts to yell at an empty elevator. Yeah. Well, there's also, like, that That was the most one of the most interesting parts of the documentary to me is all the people who come into contact with this house and then go on to suffer terrible fates. And I think the most interesting was the girl who... Okay. So the the second tier family that rents... Right. ...who was actually one of the original renters, which is important. One of the original renters comes to visit the house while Zach is filming. She's got two daughters. They visit the house... Who are like early teens. Yeah, Yeah, really young. One of the girls who visits the house tries to kill herself by she not. Gets, they yeah. they watch her with a camera, and she gets like the vacant vacant stare where she's just kind of staring off. And then they get a report like two days later that they're like she tried to kill herself by was, stabbing herself. But so, yeah, puncture wounds, which is very uh, stigmata. Yeah, yeah. So she does the stigmata puncture wounds, but then also when Zach is interviewing her, she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't yeah. remember visiting the house. Yeah. The cameraman who has good Charlotte bangs has this, like, how do you explain this? Like, so he, he, he disappears into the basement, but when he comes back out hours later, they find him sleeping in this back bedroom where, like, murders have occurred. Right. And then later they go to their, like, heirs hotel and he's yelling at an empty elevator. Yeah, he really loses his shit. Also throwing up blood. Yeah. And someone quit after the girl committed suicide. Or yeah. tried to commit suicide. It, uh, I know. I thought the craziest one, though, was... I mean, it's not like... There's no way to not chalk it up to coincidence. But there's the friend of Zach Bagans who lives in Los Angeles. Who's like, me yeah. and my husband, we're going to try and make contact with this ghost through the phone. And at one point, she messages him and is like, I think we made contact. I think we talked to the ghost. And then she and a friend get murdered... Three weeks Murdered later. Murdered suicide weeks by later. her husband. Yeah. Who they've worked with in the past. That was crazy. And then the doctor, the geographic seismologist or whatever the fuck, like all his organs start shutting down. There's the the other social worker who touch that like they talk about oil that yeah, is just from like the curtains. dripping from the curtains in the walls. Like hers was all like white girl problems like oh i broke my ankle <laughs> jogging and shit but but she still had like four different things yeah she, she had like, like a broken hand four different injuries ski, in the span like, of a month yeah broke ribs and then there was a guy where he got like a dui and like two other things that were crazy 
And there's that, like a lot of stuff. Like stuff like that. Like when people are like, oh, there's no evidence that it's. But it's the, like, well, there's no evidence that it's just a coincidence either. Like you don't fucking know. But the girl who. So the maybe 13 year old girl who tried to kill herself with the puncture wounds. They talked about her being in her bed in the hospital. And when she leaned up, she had a six on her back. Right. And they talked about that, and and the sister goes, yeah, she just wasn't acting normal. She just didn't seem like herself. And then they kind of show her exorcism at the church. Right. Where the guy's praying or whatever. And they they actually kind of show a couple of different exorcisms. This one with a 13-year-old, just his words, you can kind of see her moving back and forth and making moves, and then her head drops. The other one with Latoya, the first person who you don't get a lot of interaction with, but every time the priest said, I think by the... The third time he put the uh, crucifix on her head, she was fine. But the first two, she would like rebuke it, like how to like move right. back. So, yeah, the thing about this documentary to for it to be all a hoax, so many just normal people have to be lying. Right. Like, you also have pathologically to, you also have to discount every other outside entity that that's interested in a financial vesting of the story. Right. I thought, too, Adam's end story was interesting, where they were like, he didn't want help. He went home. He didn't want help. He kind of went down a the, weird the, path. The, the, the um, heirs guy, guy who started yeah. to freak out. Yeah. And that he kept saying in the interview right after that he felt like a demon or someone was touching his hand, and he got three sixes on that hand, like tattooed on. Like, he just kind of went crazy. Yeah. I'd still sleep with him, though. Am I going to go crazy? Because I've seen this staircase. It's in. It's Let's not. Talk, okay, so at the end of it, Zach, Zach, Zach Bagans is like, everybody who walks in this house gets like cancer or weird infections. So I'm going to I'm going to bulldoze the house. I'm going to send everything to a landfill except for a can of soil that was left underneath the staircase and the actual staircase. Itself. Wait, wait, wait. Right. Is this after he locked himself? He boarded up the windows and locked himself right. into the house for a night, which that Wait, would be scary Wait, we didn't talk about shit. the long-term health right. problems of Zach Bagans now. Right. He, he so, has to wear special prism wait, glasses. Wait, so let's yeah. talk about this. So Zach Bagans deals with all sorts of shit. Let's just, okay. He's an investigator. Everybody is the faking. investigator Fine. in him. Like, okay, they're all faking. Okay. Know. But he boards himself up yeah. in the house, and when he leaves- Good luck. He, He's shaking he, hands. He comes the out like he's running for mayor with a mysterious and irreversible eye problem. Right, where his eyes are going cross, and he has to wear prism glasses for the rest of his life. Yeah, if he has surgery, then there's a chance where he'll go blind forever. Yeah, and then Latoya's brother, or Latoya, kicks her brother out, who had an interview with Zach because she feels like he transmitted evil. Yeah, through him carried evil from the house back. Yeah, because those interviews were obviously after his stint because he already had the prism glasses. Let me ask you a question: okay. Have you ever looked at someone and thought they're actually a different? They're they're different from who they used to be because several times in this documentary, somebody says, "I looked at this person and they're no longer them." Like they're um, kids or adults, like that's not who they are. Have you ever experienced that? Oh God, I guess my only experience with that is like Chet Wild when I saw him go from like pre when he had abandoned his place to after he had abandoned mm, his place. Yeah. And, like it's ego, he couldn't even like get it turned sideways to get it through a room. I was gonna. That's my only experience. Got it. Yeah, I was gonna bring up former podcast co-hosts also, but yeah. Have you ever seen somebody just not? 
like assume a different somebody who's just assumed a different they might be the same person technically but they're not the same person <laughs> caitlin might be my favorite yeah. host of all time yeah but it was in like argument type situations where a person would be one person is it a gavel to gavel it was kind of, yeah kind of a gavel to yeah. gavel situation yeah that yeah. checks out there yeah you've never seen somebody just i don't know I, it's interesting because hearing the way these people were talking about their family members, I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah. But I, it's also interesting because this is like a fucked up house filled with like possible carbon monoxide and black mold. And maybe that's it. Yeah, it could have been that. But I also believe in ghosts. Yeah. Do you believe so, that Zach Bagans? So am I going to be cursed from having seen, like I've seen this staircase in person. Like there's no glass. The, the, the. You've been in that house? At Z- at his haunted museum, he took the staircase and put it no, in this no, museum. Because and you're good about saying goodbye to things. And that's I think a good that point. is important. And what's crazy about it is the room he has it in smells like a musty basement. Like they were really good about making sure each room, like they have Ed Gein's cauldron yeah. at one point, And it just smells Jesus. like, it smells like something's burning, but it's something you've never smelled burning before. Interesting. Yeah. And in the room where they have the staircase, it just smells like the mustiest, creepiest fucking basement. Good for them. Yeah. He did good with that. Yeah. The the, the Haunted Museum is uh, is worth checking out. You shouldn't have broken up with him. I'll tell you that much, Caitlin. Yeah. No, it was a mistake. Well, maybe in another lifetime. Yeah. So should people watch this documentary? Uh, Yeah. I do. I think so. It's what an hour and a half. It's not that long. Yeah, I short. feel like people who haven't watched Ghost Adventures should definitely watch this documentary. Yeah, because I've watched Ghost Adventures for years, and I've always liked Zach Bagans because he's he just seems a gen- like a generally innocent person. Yeah, honestly, like I just I watch other Ghost Hunter shows. I'm like, you're just like a douchebag. Like I don't believe you. Or like, oh, you're mentally ill. I feel sad for you. Or you're but, boring. There's also that huge crime. Boring. Zach Bagans, I'm like, at least he's into the shit that he's doing, and that's why this documentary is really good. And then watch the Red Lion in episode of yeah. Ghost Adventure. Yeah, I liked this documentary a lot. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty compelling. Like, there's, I get that, yeah. I get that people are going to be like, oh, it's all coincidences, but that's a lot of fucking coincidences that and happen. And at a certain point, like, you have to just come back to the fact that none of these people seem like actors. They just don't. Right. And I don't. I don't care what you tell me. None, nobody's that good. Right. Like Meryl Streep can't even pull this shit off. Oh, yes, she can. No, because Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep is, is amazing. so big. No, she's so huge. Meryl I, Streep in Hell House. I would watch that. Demon I, House. I would also Whatever. watch it. I would watch but... her in Hell House, too, though. Also a great <laughs> horror movie. Have you seen movie. Hell House? Yeah. I would also watch her in Mandy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Meryl and Mandy would have been, like, solid with the as the cult leader's like girlfriend right like the first one yeah the one who's really good at sex because she's so sensitive i like it spoiler alert you guys would like it yeah and i like this documentary and people should watch it i agree do we have anything we're over an hour now do we have anything what are our final thoughts on demon house i know andy sell hates it i wish we could have got him on here for someone who there are a lot of people that are annoyed with Zach Bagans because they say that he's irresponsible with his paranormal researching tactics. Right. Um, first of all, I, I, I don't really know how you for, like, I guess the president for paranormal researching tax, tactics is 
Ghostbusters. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't. So we're talking the '80s here. Like I don't really know if you could really attack somebody on those grounds. Uh, secondly, I think we're entering into a conversation that doesn't even have like a vernacular yet. Right. With the paranormal, and at least he's already made his money with this, and he's still going. So. He's, he hasn't opened a hotline. He's not preying off of donors. Right. Like, he's not uh, telling people that there's an apocalypse uh, apocalypse coming. So who cares? Like, yeah, why I, do you care? The Discovery Channel is making money off of Zach Bagans. I like, think people want like Zach Bagans to go into this situation and sit all these people down and go, look, ghosts aren't real. Look, and like, that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. We're basically in the 80s right now. So people are looking to pop culture to solve the problem of evil, and it's not going to happen. Right. Zach Bagans is not going to do it. Ghosts or no ghosts. Yeah. Like, just enjoy it or not. But if you don't enjoy it, like, just, I don't really care. Just don't enjoy it. Just don't enjoy it. But I still, I know the comments on this episode. We're going to have like four or five people who are like, there's no evidence of ghosts. That's not true. Yeah. It's not. It's the same thing with UFOs. There's evidence. It's just a matter of whether you want to believe the evidence or not. I feel like there is less room to argue about UFOs than there is about the ghost situation. Oh, no. No. Our government hasn't spent the past seven decades investigating ghosts, but they have been investigating UFOs. That's my point, is like, if you're going to argue with me about the existence of UFOs, I don't even want to have this conversation. Yeah. Like, how can you tell me in a universe that there isn't... First of all, if Zach Bagans is the most enlightened individual dealing with afterlife afterlife issues, you cannot tell me that we are the most enlightened individuals in the universe. Yeah, there's no way. It's not possible. No fucking way. No. You know what is really cool about ghosts? Everything. But what else? Carrie just became one. Yeah, Carrie vanished. Carrie vanished. She went to she she went to the other side. She went to peep. I feel like we should just end it as Carrie is a ghost. We probably uh, should. I feel like this episode didn't make any oh, sense. But puppy came back to replace her. Yeah, but I'm not mistaking. I just saw the fucking curtain move, so maybe she's not actually there. That's terrifying. Yeah. Who wants to know? No one wants to know. The, uh, just listen to this show, Pretty Scary and Wet Wine True Crime. Yes, please. Those are the only things I'm plugging. Yeah, this is a Patreon-only episode, so you don't have to do shit. Also, sorry if this episode made no sense. No, it made all the sense. Thanks. I hey, Carrie's back. Whoa, I wasn't back. gone. Woo, is she a ghost? I wasn't gone. Does anybody have like a couple like bean and cheese burritos? There's a Taco Bell very close to here. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, super close. All right. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. So my um, final thoughts. Good. Are oh, that we already did that. So you were a ghost at that it, point. It, if if Adam with a um, hand tattoos single wants to hit me up, I mean Adam the cameraman. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, because like the t- initially those were three separate ideas in my mind, but now I understand what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, Adam, <laughs> and then you were like, you said, oh, there's Adam, and then there's hand tattoos. It's just yeah. pretty scary, boo. Pretty scary, boo. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.